at Great Lakes Island Bug Out, the first ever. I have to thank you all individually and personally for coming. Thank you to the people who came to the Great Lakes Island Bug Out. Okay, now when, when Jim and I and uh, Tradewater originally dreamed this up, it was just going to be Jim and I freezing our butts off in the outdoors. Now, to our podcast audience at home, there's a lot of people here, right? Okay, so we have a shit ton of people here. Now. You all missed it. Yeah, you should have come. Okay, so now that you're sitting at home and you wish you would have come, calm your ass down. Because there's going to be another one. Okay, now, the first thing I want to do is thank our gracious hosts, Jim and Kathy Noka. Now, I want to hear it! All right, okay. And then, the next thing I want to do, since we're about to eat dinner, is thank the chef, which is Jared Lincar. Okay. You're going to hear a lot more through the weekend about our awesome podcast visit. That you missed out on. Yeah, and listen, you guys had the chance. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but, like, honestly, you guys were told. Say Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> yes, this and that. Okay, now, listen to me. Listen to me. Who's ready to eat some spaghetti? All right, we'll Who catch you tomorrow. Who needs more wine? Yeah, more wine. Please bring me the wine. Anybody <laughs> want to say anything else? All right. Okay, so we're we're out here on uh, Boys Flank Island finally, uh, after an epic journey here by boat, by boat, by car, fending off the icebergs. Yes, all of this stuff, and we have our camp set up. I'm uh, I'll just do a little visual description. So Jim's got a what are you rocking there? MSR. It's an MSR missing link. Nice. Which I think they make that today under a different name, but they make the same tent under a different name. Is it more upright now that it's not the missing link anymore? It's Yeah. Yeah, it's a little taller. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> next door I see that Jim has a portable shower, which was not necessarily discussed as being... This know. is crafting bush, baby. Okay. Yeah, because we can't say that one word anymore because no. it's been trademarked. And then I'm seeing... Uh, uh, Jared, what's your hammock? It's an Appalachian hammock. So he's got an Appalachian hammock. I'm repeating what he's saying because uh, he's a little ways away and you probably can't hear him. So it's an Appalachian hammock 
with a $7 tarp, which is covering everything perfectly, and then he's got an ENO uh, bug net over that, and then he's got another little hammock underneath to have gear and stuff in. You know, speaking of bugs, mm -hmm. have you had any mosquitoes yet? I have one bite on my arm, but it's not bad, and I think I got that down by the water. Man, I'm like, I can't even believe it. I don't. I haven't even. They're not even buzzing around me. Now, who's uh, who's the owner of that giant blue thing? Eureka. That's Brian's. Brian. Brian, what's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, is that, is that an there. equinox? It is. So it's Eureka. a Eureka. Okay. And then I'm looking back and I'm seeing an ENO Eagle's Nest Outfitter hammock with the ENO tarp over. Mine. What's What's the model? Uh, it's the double nest. Okay, so double nest, and then. Now, does that is that one that you sleep in sideways? Uh, you could, but I usually sleep normal style. So you sleep taco folded. style. Yeah, taco style. And if your dog sleeps in it, what is it? Uh, Hot dog style. Dog. The doggy style. style. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, so, so. Okay, I, we gotta edit that out. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so I. Uh, so. So anyway, I when we were when we were setting up uh, Jared's hammock. Uh, the, I got in it and I tried to go sideways in it and I dumped myself out of it. What's the idea? <laughs> so, so that's not one that's made to do that. Well, it may be, it very well may be made to do it, but I do not have the skill or the technique to do it. Now you know I had that. What was the one that I that I ripped? Oh, I you, you a picture. Okay, of? so he, Jim, had a buyer Amazonas, and my Epic problem. Fail. Epic yeah, fail. well, he he's mad because it's like 15 years old and the nylon deteriorated, and he got into it and it split. So, I mean, I've I've replaced the I had replaced the strings with uh, paracord, and uh, which is a no small task, right? To get that to get all those strings the right length and stuff. Yeah, and uh, had it all tied off and set it up. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm gonna take a little nap and. Rip <laughs> out, and I went on the ground. Yeah, I was like, not yeah. good. My uh, my issue with the Bayer Amazonas is it's fantastic, it's cheap, it's perfect, but I've spent some nights in it, and the problem is, is I could not make it so that the mosquito netting was not touching me. And if the mosquito netting is touching you, you do not have mosquito netting because they will just bite you right through it. So that that was my issue with that hammock. I still have it. Um, but I, I don't really use it if there's going to be a lot of bugs. Now, the next tent I'm looking at is a marmot. That's yeah, the marmot two-person backpacking tent. Sweet. And it's bright orange, That's which nice I like. Tent. Yeah, you can see it really easily. Yep. Uh, we didn't say that about mine. Well, yeah, and Jim's is bright orange, too, which I, I believe is the proper woodlands color. Yeah. <laughs> just just one guy's opinion. Now, it looks like... Uh, Trade Water and Rand, Trade Water, otherwise known as Randy, has a. What is that? It's a guide series. Guide series by who makes it? Uh, it's a Gander Mountain, actually. Okay. And how do you like that tent? We love it. It's been all over the United States. Awesome. Yep, and it's bright colors, which I like. Um, looking over my left shoulder is a uh, Blackbird War Bonnet with the double bottom. And a an MSR E-wing tarp over the top of it, and uh, 
our our uh, friend Brian is using that, and uh, that's a good setup. Uh, that's my personal preference. And then there's a ruined cabin down the hill with no roof on it, but I set a uh, Hilberg uh, Hilberg tent up in there. I can't remember the name of it. Hilberg, uh, whatever. It's a solo tent. Um, yeah. We're sitting around the uh, fire here. Well, there's no fire because I'm I'm uh, more or less refusing <laughs> to, to go get the wood. Um, but if they want a fire, we'll all have to go and chip in and get it. Um, we've had some food already. Uh, let's see, Jared, you, you ate something, didn't you? No. Nope. took a nap. Okay, so he took a nap. Uh, he digested breakfast. <laughs> Still working on that. <laughs> so we stopped at it. Before we were here, we had some time to kill before we caught the ferry. And we stopped at the, it's called the Small Town Diner, is that Small right? Small Town Grill. And that's in uh, the Pelston. name of Pelston. And uh, they have a fantastic corned beef hash, which is completely homemade. Yep. Yep. And so I got that with two eggs and toast. And then uh, Brian didn't want the gravy that came with his Southwest omelet. So guess where that gravy went? All over it. Yeah. And Jared got the same. And uh, um, That's pretty much everybody got that, isn't it? A lot of people got yeah. it. Yeah. Biscuits and gravy was all Now, we, we do have some ladies yeah, here. Uh, one one lady came with another guy named Kyle. And uh, why don't you tell us about yourself? She doesn't want to say. We'll say hi at least. <laughs> Hello. So hi at least. Now, you heard, a, uh, you heard a female voice there. And, of course, uh, uh, Tradewaters. K. K, uh, significant other is here. And she is. <laughs> Yeah, there you heard that. <laughs> oh, I thought you did something. You or something. That's a Sasquatch. <laughs> right. And Actually, so, the couples outnumber the singles here. Yeah. So you guys are going to have to pair up. Yeah, we're like batching it and stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, last night, uh, slept on the floor, and this morning a dog literally jumped on my face. The paw went in my mouth. That wasn't like paw. Yeah, well, <laughs> that happened to somebody else, too, so I'm not going to name names, but apparently someone got the he uh, named name. doggy tea bag. <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, bagless. Yeah, well, at any rate, like, uh, the dog has some issues. Uh, what else is going on? just wanted a little loving. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but then... Uh, Tonight, we seems like most people bought, brought some dehydrated stuff. I know Brian had some ramen earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been making some coffee. I brought sweetened condensed milk, which is always fun around the campfire. Uh, you guys are going to cook something. What, mm -hmm. what are you going to cook? Uh, Polish sausage, peppers, potatoes, and onions. Nice. And then Bailey's with marshmallows. Nice. Nice. I'm gonna. I'm personally going to stay away from any kind of an alcoholic <laughs> beverage tonight, because <laughs> I. Yeah, I'm gonna get shit faced. <laughs> well, you you go right ahead. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch. Actually, I gotta drive. Oh, you gotta. Well, I, I gotta can go get my wife. When when is she coming out? Seven forty. Seven forty. Okay. So. Uh, I think you're get yeah. Well, and then when she comes, we'll probably have dinner, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna make. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to make some red beans and rice. Right. But I need a pot. I got a pot. Oh, yeah. We'll, I need to we'll, steal a pot. I got yeah, two we'll packages of red beans and rice. 
And I got butter. Uh huh. And I've got uh, I've got some kind of a Polish sausage thing going on too. Sweet. I don't know. I don't yeah. remember what kind they are, but. Sausage Friday. Yeah. And, Polish, uh, Polish sausage Friday. Yeah. At glib. Yep. At glib. So, Jared, uh, what are you planning to cook tonight? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. You gonna doctor it up at all? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, anybody else got any? Got some dehydrated chili we made ourselves. Nice, nice. Peppers and tomatoes Lo- and stuff from our own yard. Lots of beans in there. Yeah. Nice. Fishing around the far side of camp. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I didn't even think about it too. I have, uh, I have some de- two dehydrated, I think beef stew meals that, that I could probably make. Nice. Right. Yeah. Some more dehydrated mangoes too. Yeah, they they those uh, were good. Those are really good. Those were good. They make de- dehydrated mangoes, and they were quite tasty. Yeah. And then we had. Uh, I'm gonna have uh, mac and cheese and Polish sausage tonight. I'm I'm going the easy route. So I, I brought easy a Polish peasy. sausage, oh and that's pretty much going to be my easy for the peasy. Whole weekend. Yep. And what else do we have to say? People, oh, we, here's a uh, Bark River tracker that just came out with the orange handle. And uh, we're playing with knives here. Uh, nobody's been cut yet. Um, somebody will draw first blood, though. Uh, Brian is rocking a uh, BHK uh, Pathfinder knife, one of the original Dave Canterbury ones. He's also been playing with a tracker regrind. Let's see, what else is everybody playing with? Anybody else got anything they're wanting to talk about? Oh, so this is a, why don't you tell us what that is? Uh, That is Brian's uh, uh, Aurora. Yep. By Bark River. Bark River. Mm -hmm. That's that's my beautiful, beautiful note. I actually wanted to use one of those too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's. There are a few moras around, but they're like looking dejected because they're like in the dirt and stuff, and like nobody likes them. Uh. So I'll I'll have to beep that um. in a happy kind of way. Yeah, okay, well it is brightly colored. Yeah. That's okay. So what Jim meant was that this this knife that's yeah, around it's, happy. it's very happy colored. It's it's got a bright orange handle and he's got a bright orange sheath. And actually, I'm going to try to steal that from him when he's not looking because I I do like the looks of it. Brian, um, you really need to move that other knife. What's the knife around your neck, Brian? <laughs> What's that one? This is a Hell Tamagami. Okay. Tamagami. Have you... The Les Stroud. Okay, have you... This is the carbon version. Nice. What's the handle material there? This is uh, birch. Nice. Curly birch. Nice. That's beautiful. How have you you liked it so far? I love it. Now, that that Scandi grind on there looks looks more... Let me feel that. 
It's been touched up by Park River. So it's got a... And yeah. What's, it, what's the one on your waist? This is nice. Mm -hmm. Is an old Hubertus. I got some wood shavings. You hang it. There, so the, other, uh, the other really interesting knife oh, that nice. uh, Brian brought is, uh, tell us about this one with the stag and the stacked uh, handle here. That's so cool. That's, knife that's a cool knife. knife. In Germany about 25 years ago. That is beautiful. Yeah. And uh, it's got, I'm just going to describe it, it's a, um, it's a clip point blade about uh, five and a half inches in length. It has, is that stag or is that bone? Or? That is stag. So he's got a stag handle, and then it's got two um, stacked leather pieces on either side with uh, some green coloring in there. It's got a brass guard and a nickel pommel. Beautiful, beautiful knife. If I if I had to guess, I'd say that's forged. What would you say, Jim? Looking at the looking yeah, at the Ricasso and stuff. I think they are. I think they were. Yeah, that's pretty. Yep. The other knife that uh, Brian had that. Um, is really cool is he's got an original Spyderco only it's set up left-handed. So tell us what's that model? Was there a model on that or is it? It was a Terzola Spyderco made 20 years ago where he partnered with Terzola. Okay. Is that one Starmate? Left-handed at a blade show. Is that a yeah. Starmate? I don't know. I love it because it's left-handed. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. The it's uh it's just to describe it it's uh, a liner lock. And it's a spider co, but instead of having the kind of curvy lines and stuff on the handle, the handle's pretty square. Um, the blade is uh, looks like a like almost a sheep's foot shape, and then it's it's got uh, partial serrations. Yeah, alligator head. Yeah, like an alligator head, more or less. Um, it's got uh, metal slabs, and then it's a liner lock. Um, that and it's a pretty nice looking liner lock. Um, what else is what else are people playing with? We brought so many knives. Okay, so you've got a Necker. Why don't you tell us what that is? Uh, that's a Becker BK24. That's the D2 version of the of the uh, 14. Nice. And uh, uh, I've carried the 14 for years, and uh, that has replaced it. And I really really like that knife. Nice. Very, very aggressive edge on it. And I like it. Nice. Yeah, the. It's a real nice, and it's got a little bit of a patina, so I can see you've been using it. Now, these were originally 1095, right? Right, right. Nice. And that was the D2 version. Now, you've got some nice handles on there. Where'd those come uh, from? Those are actually the Becker handles. You can get those. Uh, wow. Mm -hmm. And they're stock orange like that. Yeah. That's how much nice. More, how much more was the uh, was the D2? Uh, or is the D2? I got I got this one at Blade, and it was a Blade special. It was it was forty dollars, which I feel like was a bargain. Yeah. I don't know what the retail is on it. Well, probably eighty. Probably. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. They usually not they usually not from fifty percent. Uh, at the store that I go to, the D2 is fifty five. That's nice. Nice little necker. Um. We brought, I brought a bunch of stuff. I brought a parang that uh, Randy's been playing with. I brought one of the, I brought the prototype for the Versteg Bowie. And I brought that tracker regrind. And I brought an M18. The M18 is sitting over there. Oh. I've used it a bit. Jim's going to use the M18 yeah. on this trip. He's Did promised. you? And I also, uh, I used a, earlier I used a Martindale 
Parang. Nice. Do they call it a Parang? I don't know. It's I. I'd have to see it. I, I would think it'd be a Parang because it's British and they. Yeah. Have a pretty big. Uh, it's a it's a Martindale that that I reground the handles on because when they come they're just like two two by fours on either side of them. And I, I think they're kind of meant for you to shape the handle like I, that. I mean, people bitch about them because they don't because they're like oh they're not unco- they're not comfortable. Like well, you're supposed to, I think you're supposed to grind the handle and make it. Fit. Yeah, you're supposed to kind of make it. I mean, you do I have a, a knife after I all. I took like a um, I took a uh, root out of the ground with that thing. Nice, nice. It worked out real well. Now, hey, what'd you do with my axe? You were carrying it around. Did you give it back to me? What? Put it back in my jeep. My axe. No, not that one. The other knife that uh, Brian has that I'm looking at right now is a Fiddleback Forge. Uh, what's the What's the model on that? Or it's that Kyle. It has it. I get no, confused. It's the Bushcrafter because he has my same name. Oh yeah, we're not supposed to say that term, so I'll probably have to bleep that. But well, it's Bushcrafter. So okay, it's so it's different it's than Bushcraft. Okay, all right. Oh, you all right, and then uh, I think I brought it. There's uh there's a couple uh GB small oh, yeah. forest axes axis floating around. I borrowed uh young Brian's to use the pole to pound my tent stakes in and then uh uh there's a a beautiful handle on a GB small forest sitting around um that's uh that's uh it's like would you call that a curly hickory? Looks, looks like a curly. Yeah, and the grain is absolutely perfect, and uh, it's it's like an ideal uh, ideal looking axe. Like that's that's got to have the best looking handle that I've ever seen on a GB. Uh, and the grain is absolutely vertical. It's perfect. It's it's everything you would ever want in your GB axe. Now, another knife that just walked up is a JD grind-in. So the Jersey Devil grind-in is the weekend of September 12th. I may or may not be able to make that. I this, talked to Mike about it. This is a... Um, why don't you describe grass it? Old, this is a Grasso grass Bolo 3? Prototype, yeah, it's a mid-size 3. I think it's a 3. Yeah, it's a 3. It's a so, little bit uh, bigger than a 3. So it's, it's, it's a... It's a almost like a bolo-shaped blade, but it's got like a I'd say a four and a half inch blade on it. It's got a um, it's got a very uh, it's got a big belly on it. So like the K-bar uh, hot belly is that the one we like? Yeah. Uh, it's got that, and it's got a blue and black um, G10 handle. Uh, is a beautiful knife, but that you made that at the JD grinding, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. It does a nice job. Yeah. I like that blade shape. I just like the way it feels in your hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying Let's to think. about the pecker-necker. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. The pecker-necker. Why, why don't you... Do you feel comfortable telling us who you are? And you can tell him. Uh, you okay, he doesn't want to tell him who he is. So He's got a pecker-necker. He's got a pecker-necker that he's wrapped his handle in uh, paracord. It's absolutely stunning. Of course, um, and he's been carrying this around. Nice little knife. I have one myself. How about this one? Okay, so tell us about that this, knife. This is an outdoor survival forum knife. 
This was designed in, I think, 2001 uh-huh. by a group of avid outdoorsmen. And there was a, they contracted with a maker to make them all. And they're forged. And it's got a tapered tang. Nice. And uh, just kind of a kind of a sexy blade shape. Yep. It had to meet certain criteria. Yep. And if you go back on knife forms in the outdoor survival form, you'll see the whole thread where they <coughs> where they uh, said what this had to do, and people started doing blade shapes, and that this is what they came up with. So, um, for our for our audience at home. Um, I'll Instagram a picture of that too. Yeah, so he'll Jim's going to put it up now. I'm going to ask Jim a, a technical knife question because I've never tried to make a knife yet with a tapered tang. So it's difficult. So what what I'm looking at here is a knife that the tang gets thinner and thinner and thinner as you go back towards the back of the handle. So at the front, it looks like it's about an eighth inch thick, and at the back. It's more like a sixteenth or even a little bit smaller. Yeah. So it tapers down gradually um, to a point, and then uh, so th- the issue becomes then when you're drilling the holes to make the handle so that everything fits upright. So like, how is that? How is that done? You put a block of micarta down, and you put your tapered tang on, and then you drill the hole through the tang, or do you put that, everything I don't all know. together? Th- that is. Uh Yes, they put everything all together. And then, and then drill it all in yes, one shot. Yes. Yeah. And um, then they shape it accordingly. It's very difficult to work with taper tangs. That's why most people don't do it. Yeah. Usually guys that will forge blades will do it. But stock removal people don't don't mess with that. They just lighten the handle up with a water jet. Yep. Do you know who the maker was? It's I see the mark there. It's, it's like a, OSF. Yeah, that's what it says, OSF. Mm-hmm. Outdoor survival form. But okay. I think the maker was... i got to have to... Wasn't Dale Trudinsky? I don't remember who the maker was, but he didn't put his maker mark on it. I would have put my maker mark on there, but that's just me. Um, so now you're holding out a Benchmade. What's that? This is a what? What model is this? Benchmade Pika, right? What is what? Ma- what model is this? A Pika? Might be. Well, he got it for me. I'm not sure. He just gave it to me. A Pika? So it's a lock back. Uh, Bench, bench made, made. Yeah, with nice, a actually. with it's a very right very aggressive uh, tip Partner. on it, and it's got a hole to bench open it. 10 400. You have to have young eyes to see that. That's actually a nice knife. Yeah, it's attractive. And it and it's amb it's ambidextrous. Ambidextrous. You can switch the clip around. I like it. Uh, my I only brought like one knife. And I brought a case, it's called a back pocket, that I bought at Jim's, at the hardware store in Mackinac City. Yeah. It's Coleman's Kaufman's. Hardware. Or Kaufman's. Kaufman's Hardware. And it's got a uh, bone scale handle. And it's got a, the reason I bought this one is it's got a lanyard hole on the back. And I, when I'm going to carry a nice knife into the woods, I I don't necessarily use a lanyard, but I, I um, tie the thing to myself. And then that way I'm not going to lose it. And then the tie that I use is long enough. I use like zingit or something. And it's long enough that um, I can also wear it around my neck if I want to choke myself to death. Um, so now another knife that we're looking at. Um, this is actually really cool. It's an Inox. I-N-O-X, Inox? Inox. I-N-O-X. And it's called Balade. B-L-A. 
D and then the E with a weird thing on the top. And it's a lock back. It's, it is a lock back. Yep, it's a lock back. Um, it's very, very simple design. Yep, and it, I see that it's got uh, steel inserts, I guess. Liners. Liners. Or, yeah. And then, uh, and then a rubberized handle, and then the, the lock back is way towards the back of the handle, and it's covered by a rubberized thing. Um, just uh, how much would that was, run? It was 19.95. This is a pretty awesome 19.95 knife. Yep. It's hollow ground um, with a secondary um, bevel on it. It's really kind of cool. It's really simple looking. It looks very Swedish to me. Yes. Like I'm, I'm like like IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a good way. <laughs> I I love IKEA stuff. I love the simplicity of the design and all that. Um, let's see, what else is everybody rocking? Okay, so, uh, Tradewater just brought up, and I'm going to see, a BK-16. Saber. Um, Saber, Saber Grind BK-16, and what's the, uh, handle material? That's beautiful. The, the, those were gifted to me, uh, from a fellow on the forums, uh, Oregon Feller. Okay. And that, the, those handles are made, uh, from the uniforms of fallen soldiers. Oh, for real? For real. How did he get those? Uh, they were given to him to, by, you know, various people. And uh, there's some Air Force uniforms in there and, and different uniforms. And uh, They made him my cart out of he it? Ma he made my cart out of them and he made those handles. Wow. I think he's made two or three sets. Uh, Ethan has a set and there's two or three people in it. How, I wonder how he got those perfect... Uh, so the if, if you don't know, the, the Becker handles have a, a hex nut and... Uh, He's sunk the hex down into the handle. Mm -hmm. Like I, I wouldn't even know where I to begin either. to do that. I don't know how he did that. It looks like it was hand done. Yeah. Looking at it, yeah. beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, was he the one that used the chisel on it? He may have. Yeah. 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 The um, the BK16 all-time classic knife, one of my favorites. Yep. Uh, I've been around the world and back with one of those. Uh, let's see, what do you got there? So Kyle is holding up a, uh, this is a Manix. Spyderco. Manix 2. Manix 2. It has uh, an almost access lock on it. I don't think we're supposed to yeah. say that. Ball bearing lock. Right. Ball bearing. Very pretty, very nice knife. I'm going to have to look this up when I get home because this would be a nice little everyday carry knife. Mm -hmm. And I the, I really, really love that style of lock. It's ambidextrous. There, You can switch the clip to either side, which is much appreciated. You it's, can choke up on it, too. Yep, and it's got it's got two... It's got a choke-up choil that's, that's functional, and then it's got multiple different hand positions. The top of the handle is very ergonomic. It's got a nice ramp-up with some aggressive jimping in all the right spots. And it just it's just pops. It's just a sharp looking knife, I think. Um, anybody else rocking anything they want to talk about? Oh, we uh, Randy's whipping out this extra large Opino. Um, we actually were doing a destruction test no, on this. No, saw. Oh, so that was the other one. We uh, had a uh, we did a destruction test like NOS style. Oh, nice. And the Opinel the Opinel passed. What? <laughs> Okay, I'm just kidding. We we are. I'm putting out a call. I will pay you money for a Bushcraft USA forum knife or anything anything with a Bushcraft USA logo on it. So like, I don't know if they 
sell them in the store that have that or whatever, but I'm actually looking for one of those for a top secret project. Knives Ship Free is the best place to buy knives, period. We only carry the best stuff, everything is in stock, and everything ships for free. But the best thing about Knives Ship Free is that we care about knives and we care about you. So go to KnivesShipFree.com for an amazing selection of the knives you love. Andy just held up a, a very large open elm that's a saw. It's got a, a 16th inch or thinner blade, wouldn't you say? That looks like it's not real nice. Yeah, and it's got really awesome saw teeth, almost like a Swiss Army knife type saw. Um, there's a there's a bussy here. Uh, tell us. I think he has them in firewood. So he's 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 got this uh, beautiful bussy. Um, it's the bussy that I always drool about. In, it's in, uh, it's in uh, Walking Dead, and uh, I, you know, you either seem to love or hate bussies. I like them. I, I don't love them or hate them. I just like them. I like the uh, Boss Jack and the uh, Badger are the two that I own. But I would like to own this. So this model like is a. Uh, it's the Bussy TGLB. Right. Um, Team Gemini. Team Gemini. Yeah, and it's got it's got a, a double guard, a guard double on guard, the top, black powder coat, I guess, with uh, gray micarta handles. Right, and a big old fuller on it. Yeah. Yep. Have you played with it much? I have not. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of the handle. The rivets hit me in weird places. Okay. So I'm going to throw a glove on and go play with it. Okay. And uh, anybody else? Got anything? I got my stuff. Not, um, not this time around. Yeah, well, we're, we'll, we'll be, be pulling out. Weekend. Yeah, we're going to be pulling out lots of knives and stuff. This is going to be a very knife-heavy discussion this time. Give people some meat and potatoes, and then if anything stupid happens, Jared just stuck it into a tree. Okay, so he stuck a stuck the bussy into a tree, which is very manly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is very manly. Yeah, he's he's a big drink of water. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else do I know? Uh, Not much. Hey. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty stupid right now. You also. Yeah. Did. So Jim also stuck the forum knife into the tree. Nice. Uh, oh, he's gonna break the. He's gonna baton it through the bussy. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, All right, I'm done. Okay, well that's it for now. Uh, <laughs> we will <laughs> we'll be putting together more. I didn't. Uh, I haven't slept in like two days. Yeah. Last night was the first night I slept in three days. So we're gonna we're gonna have a little punchy. We're gonna mess around here, uh, and we'll be doing more of these little impromptu recordings. Get out the disco ball. The weekends. Yeah. Get okay. out the disco ball. Well, that's it. Uh, that was a half hour of solid knife chat. Thank you.
Testing one, two, testing one, two. Yep, little update here. Uh, still at Great Lakes Island bug out. Uh, right now there's an, a real live axe throwing competition going on. <laughs> yeah, we were having a little bit of fun with that earlier about some of the different things you can do with axes. And this is actually a lumberjack competition that at the lumber gatherings they used to do this all the time. You have a target on a, on a tree and, and just... Uh, Wing double bitted axes at it until and you know, and to be honest about it, making them stick is the, is like most of the fun. Mm-hmm. Just being able to stick it, getting your your steps right, and getting it to stick in a tree is yep. pretty cool. We also uh, threw a uh, bussy team Gemini and got it to stick. Jim did that. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. And earlier today, we started with a little breakfast. Then we went uh, on a little adventure tour of the island. Excursion? Yep. We found a... At Jim accidentally found a geocache in the middle of this boiler that's, like, out in the middle of the woods. Yep. It was pretty cool. It was a spot that we were... That I was actually envisioning us using as a as a place to, to, to do the camping. And if I think if, uh, if next year, if this site is taken, we'll probably move up that direction yeah a little bit further um a little bit further than we're in right now but uh less less people coming that way Mm -hmm. i would say uh not that there's a lot of people coming by us now Oh yeah maybe you get a half a dozen uh half a dozen travelers a day down the road wouldn't you say that's what i'm thinking well there's a couple campsites that the place that we're at right now is an abandoned campground so it's in. It's not in uh, in any kind of. I mean, it's totally. It, it was probably a rustic campground before this, and now it's like rustic overgrown. Yeah. And then uh, after that, we went up the road further to a nice little lighthouse. There was another geocache there. Yep. Spent a little time on the beach. Took some photos. Uh, did some off-roading and. Yep. Just had a good time. Yeah. And we came back here and ate, had a, bu- a bite to eat, and a couple couple have gone swimming. And yeah, I think we're, we're uh, fixing to have like a little euchre tournament, maybe yeah. some other card games here shortly. Uh, Blind baseball. Yeah. Or or um, what was the name of that game that you called it? Indian head. Okay. Which is, I think, the same as blind baseball. You just take a card and put it on your forehead. And yeah. I think there needs to be alcohol involved in that for it to be copious real real effective. Copious yeah, copious amounts of alcohol. Yeah, I think maybe euchre first and then. But um, let's see. Tonight's activities, uh, probably... I'm going to be singing around the campfire. Uh, you're going to be singing. <laughs> Listen, we had... Last night we had... Um, we had marshmallows dipped in 
Baileys. Yep. Toasted marshmallows dipped in Baileys. It, you know, it's like one of those things that it doesn't get much better. Pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had mac and cheese and sausage. You guys had uh, red beans and rice and mm-hmm. sausage with onions. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy and Kay had uh, a soup, and she's going to come over and tell us about her knives in a little bit. And uh, let's see, what did everybody else have? I think... Uh, Jared had mac and cheese as well. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend, other friend, uh, young Brian, was a little bit disappointed with the Mountain House uh, beef stroganoff that he made, but he followed the directions and used two cups of water, and it turns out that one cup is much better. Redeemed himself today with a uh, Mountain House uh, lasagna and just used a cup, and it was much better, he says. Yeah. I haven't, I've brought a couple Mountain House. Um, meals too and I just haven't I was thinking about having one for lunch today and too much food almost those are like those are like a thousand calories you know and by the time you eat that like pretty you're darn do, full you're, yeah you're done yeah yeah I'm trying to think I'm gonna have a steak tonight on some coals nice I've been uh, I've salted and peppered them and and uh, put some uh, yeah, that's a good throw. Yeah, Kay just Kay stuck, just an, stuck axe an axe in the tree like you wouldn't believe. Yep. Most of the handle. Yep. Yeah, it was seriously, it was most of the way to the handle. There's, there is there is something about about throwing axes that is is something. And, and those of you who are going to chimp scream about this, I don't care. <laughs> We're still going to do it. And, and unless you've been around the woods. Oh, and Randy yeah. just scored about, a, about four inches from the target. Up to the handle on the axe. Yeah, yep. and if, uh, you know, those of you who have not been around, um, people who actually make a living with their axes and and uh, understand the whole lumberjack competition thing, um, you know what? Read a book. Yeah. Read a book. <laughs> Read a book about bushcraft. Yeah. <laughs> call yourself Hey, that's a, trademarked. We can't talk about you know, that. Call yourself, a, call yourself a bushcrafter. Let's see. What's What else... Uh, I was showing off this ultralight bushcrafter, and everybody's in love. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I'm trying to think what else, uh, knife-wise, what did we do today? We we all emptied our pockets and put them. There went some tannerite. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the. Um, I think that there's a mine in, uh, now that I think about it, I think it's a mine in uh, Roger City. Yeah, because that was big, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, it's further south yeah. of us. and. yeah. It's a limestone mine. Okay, that makes sense. And I'm sure sense. that that's... Uh, I'm sure that that's what that is. That's what we were hearing earlier. They're probably blasting. And uh, waiting for the Saturday afternoon so nobody bitch. Oh yeah, yeah. The big, the big, huge knife today that everybody's been like totally geeking out over is a orange-handled Bark River uh, Classic Light Hunter. Did mm-hmm. you say? Yep. Yeah. It's it's a uh, it's basically a loveless drop point, um, but Bark Rivery. It's really cool. Yep, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful knife. Yeah, and we, it's a thin enough blade, like like Jim and I like, that it uh, it cuts like you can't believe you could eat, you could process any animal you need with that. Oh yeah, I was slicing that uh, that ham with that that yep. um, loin that I made. Yep, and it didn't get hum, hung up on the cheese. Either. Nothing. Okay, she she just stuck the axe literally touching the green pepper. Yep, and I think she just bested her husband. Yeah, that's that's the closest actual stick hit that we've had that Kay just threw. Good so, job. Yeah, that's 
Now she's her soup is burning, so she's cooking some soup. Last night I scrounged some of their uh, sausage stew, which was pretty epic, I would say. What are you making? What kind of uh, homemade cabbage beef soup? For oh. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably just gonna dirt bag it and scrounge tonight. There's plenty I'm of food do in that camp. And corn, um, cornbread flapjacks. Oh. Yeah. Go directly over your head, too. Straight in line. Both hands up, straight in line. That way there you can aim. Uh, Shelter-wise, last night everybody slept comfortable. It was uh, young Brian's first night in a hammock. He loved it. Uh, it was Jared's first night in his new hammock. He loved it. Said he can't sleep on his stomach, which is not surprising because it's a taco-style hammock. Uh, I was in my little uh, Hilberg, and I had a nice sleep, although I didn't. I forgot to stake out the corners like you're supposed to. And I woke up several times with the tent fabric in my face and oh. like freaked out a little bit. Had to open up, uh, <laughs> stick my head out, and so uh, I hadn't heard that story yet. No, I, Kathy know, was Kathy was kind of felt uh, a little bit claustrophobic because she was up against the I was up against the flap wall. Okay. With a with the door opening, and yeah. uh, and she didn't care for that so much. But I'm not going to give up my opening in the door. Yeah. Now there's a. There's a tent that I used um, in the mountains. Everybody should look this up. It's Cruz, C-R-U-Z. There's a, they make a four-man tent that's actually a very adequate two-man tent, but it's got uh, okay. the best vestibule that I've ever seen on a tent. Really? Yep, And you because you can well, dig your snow well, and then two people can sit in the vestibule, and, not just one. And that's funny because that's what, with this tent that I've got, is uh, when you have a mixed camp with... You know, it's it's you want room to dress and wash and clean and that kind of stuff. And yeah, <clears throat> remember Brian finesse, and then uh, don't don't have to throw it hard, just finesse it. So I've I've been in the lake don't twice. Uh, the lake is is obviously cold, um, but you just got to man up and get out there and try I'm not it. doing it. Well, Jim's not, but I swim else. in enough cold water. I don't want to. I don't, <laughs> don't want to do it just for fun. <laughs> You're not up for it. No, I'm gonna take a hot shower though shortly. Nice. Yeah, I'm a, I got my new uh, my new little pressure shower and it's a bushcraft pressure shower. Busher, bushcraft pressure shower. Yep. Yeah. Actually, it's bushcraft extreme pressure shower. Yeah. Actually, we're not. See? Oh, that was good. It. See, he's six inches from the pepper. That was young Brian with the axe. Hey, I feel like uh, a commentator. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, um, and he's swinging. <laughs> what was was the what was the guy from Chicago? He winds up. What was the guy from Chicago? Oh, Harry Carey. Harry Carey. I have to be four sheets to the wind. Hey, he stuck it. No, uh, uh, let's see. Jim's, uh, Jim's about to have a cigar here. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, avoid it because I get enough smoke with the campfire. Uh, let's see. What else is... Ooh, he stuck it again. What else is working? What else is exciting, new? You used the M18 today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chopped through the boiler. Yep. Somebody cut down a tree with it. Um, we probably ought to retire that tree so we don't do any, da any more damage to it than that. 
And uh, just thinking. Yeah. They're gathering firewood in the distance. I can hear. Sounds good. I'm making a conscious effort to like let other people do that. And, and it's uh, been working so far. So yeah. good. Yep. The so I would have to think Glib 2014 is a relative success yeah so far it's been awesome yeah we've been there's nobody's been killed nobody's been cut i don't even think we had a cut yet have we not a cut somebody will draw no first blood no though. no blood yet since you said that though yeah, yeah well i got a burn on my it finger from a bale in my coffee pot it could be a rain yeah yeah, as we're throwing axes. <laughs> we're, yeah, yeah. Nobody's been cut while we're throwing, standing here throwing axes. Yeah. Okay, uh, what I was thinking was uh, no, maybe we need to find another tree before we kill that one. Well, we th there's a big chunk of, of bark off it right now. We're trying to... Uh, Grow some tender fungus on a pine tree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we found uh, we Lots found of tender fungus today and harvested some. Yeah, and it, this is the biggest birch tree I've seen on in a long time. Yeah, there's a huge birch in camp that's uh, just massive. Is, is that three foot across? Oh, uh, yeah, probably probably well, diameter of three feet. <laughs> And uh, it's it's got to be easily a hundred feet tall with it's lots of huge branches. And it's what's funny about it is there's not a piece of paper white birch until you're probably 35 feet in the air. Yeah. There's a there's a birch tree in my yard that's like that. Is it? Yeah, but it's dying. Oh, you got to get an arborist to look at it and see if you can save it. I did. No, you can't. No, it's too old. That sucks. Yeah, but uh, they must—they must have a shelf life. I they mean, do. They, eventually, they—they they just die. Eventually, they—they they die a little at a time. It's yeah. not—it's not going to go in the next year or two, but it's on its way. I know there's a there's a birch tree on Beaver Island, and one of the times that you're up here, we'll we'll go out there and and it's that is the biggest birch tree I've ever seen in my life. Wow! It is it is so big that the first limb that comes off it is that, is that big. Yeah, there's around. <laughs> There's a cottonwood that's by my house that has limbs that are that big around, and the trunk is, the trunk is seriously bigger than most redwoods that I've Isn't ever that amazing? seen. Yeah, you could literally drive a car through the trunk if there was a hole through it. Um, so I've been I've been wearing my bushcraft beanie. Oh. Oh, a little uh, my five eleven uh, boonie cap. Yeah. And I'm liking it. Ooh, is it about right? <laughs> is it about right? Perfect height. Let's see. Looks like it's been used a little it bit, has. though. I, I, I'm going to go wash my hand, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just bad. Well, anybody got anything else to add? Everybody's pretty quiet. Everybody's have, having a... They're having yeah, a... Yeah, um, sit in one of my chairs. A moment. <laughs> yeah. The chairs are being uh, commandeered. Like people brought chairs, and like <laughs> nobody gets to sit in them. <laughs> no, I didn't bring. I forgot a bunch of shit. I owe Brian an apology too because I forgot his body bag. Oh yeah. There's a swing in camp. We have a swing in camp, and it's awesome. It looks like it's one of those predator traps. Yes. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. 
And we were all swinging. Did you get on it yet? I haven't. You but need to. I'm it's pretty fun. A little bit later, I'm going to get on it and try it out. Okay, now um, now there's uh, something that uh, Tradewater makes. Why don't you come over and uh, explain it a little to closer me. to the radio and explain, explain to Jim w- what we're seeing here. Uh, I made a couple of these and gave one to uh, Kyle and one to Jim. It's it's called a twist disc, and it, this is a cooking system. Okay. And uh, 550 cord with a little metal hook, a little stainless hook, and a piece of uh, half-inch plywood with three holes, and you put three poles through here just that you, you gather, and you twist it, and it locks the, the three poles together in a tripod. Cool. And the 550 you put up through the center hole, and this is your adjustment for your pot. And nice. No knots. You just do that, and it will hold. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And you can make coffee with this and, and uh, pull it up to stay warm or put it down closer to the fire. I like that. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. And, uh, so did you trademark this? Uh, no, I should. I should. Yeah. It's trademarked. <laughs> it's it's Trademarked. Uh, yeah, it's trademarked. It's trademarked. Yeah. I like it. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And the bag is made by Mrs. Tradewater. Nice. And this, this, awesome. is, a, this is a very lightweight uh, cooking system, and you'll always have a way to, have, to uh, make my coffee. To dangle your coffee. I love it. Thank yeah. you very much. You're welcome. Now, uh, awesome. And I'll we'll Instagram a picture of this before we put it up. Yeah. What's that? Or camping, whichever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Now, uh, Kay, do you have a moment to come over and tell us uh, what knives you're carrying for the the okay. camp out? Mm-hmm. I've brought my necker. I usually take it on everything that we do, including paddling. Uh-huh. And then for my camp kitchen knife, I brought the VK-15. Uh-huh. It has worked very well. Uh-huh. Always pleased with it. And that's pretty much the two knives I normally carry. Okay. Yeah. Does Tradewater ever carry anything special in the canoe with you? Lots of things. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of things. Like uh, knife-wise. Knife-wise, yes. He. The what? The chopper. The chopper that uh, you made him. He brings that. He actually does bring that to everything that we do. But it's an unknown steel. How can you trust it? Because w- because we use it. <laughs> so we know we can trust it. Yeah. That makes a difference when you use it. Yeah, you know it started as a lawnmower blade. Well, it cuts anything now. Yeah, good. Besides grass. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, anybody else have anything to add? Any uh, parting words for this recording session? We'll probably get one off tomorrow morning. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think I'm ready to take a shower. All right. And I'm just going to chill, maybe fire up some cards or something. Soup's on. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. Cards. Euchre. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll I'll stay stinky for that. Okay. Yeah, we'll catch you guys uh, tomorrow morning. uh, Is that a strategy? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye. Call that the stinky strategy. All right. (laughs) Bye. Yeah, bye.
right, we're back. It's the morning after, and uh, we figured out that the blasting we heard was actually tall ships having a cannonade reenactment. Mm-hmm. Of looked like they were shooting at Mackinac Island. Right. I think there was. Uh, I'm not sure, but it seems to me that there's at this time of year it was the beginning of the War of 1812, and it might have been what that was reenacting, but it could have been could have been anything. Yeah. Could have been. Uh, could have been just uh, a salute that as they were going by. Yeah, and we we also uh, had uh, fireworks unexpectedly. Yep, we arranged it and we forgot about it, <laughs> and there was a big fireworks display and uh, across the bay there. Cro- across the bay for us. Yep, they yep. put it on special for us. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, don't the, believe that. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that I I started I counted the flashes, so I'd I'd watch the flash, and then count, and it was 15 seconds. Yeah. So the the classic rule of thumb is it's a, a mile per second. Mm-hmm. Or so. It's probably to St. Ignace. It's probably 15 miles. Yeah. My counting could have been a little off too, but. Yeah, uh, maybe it's not 15 miles. Yeah. It's probably five miles. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The shower worked excellent. Yeah, that was a big hit. Yep. Uh, Taking a shower out over the water is awesome. Give them a plug. It was a, um, it's a Lodi, no, Zodi, I'm sorry, Zodi uh, Extreme, I think is what the, what the name of it is, Zodi Extreme. They make a battery-powered one that, that our buddy Dave's got. Uh-huh. And when I wanted to get and I, and I use that and it works really well, except that it requires batteries. Well, his is protein, propane, isn't it? Well, it's got a battery pump. Okay, okay. So you so you start your bucket of water and you you suck up water out of the with a with a little battery pump and it works good. Yeah. There's I don't want to diss that at all, but when I was looking for something, I wanted something that was not did not require batteries. And yours has like a it's like a pressure cooker. Yeah, like a pressure that pump. Whole tank? Yep. Okay, that so makes you, sense. So you so you heat up the tank, and uh, one of the things I was thinking about was Just you could... Just don't bring it to Boston. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the things I was thinking about was you could you could actually save a little bit on propane if you had a real sunny day, if you painted the painted the unit flat black, yeah, like, set like it on, stove black. Sun on the yep. beach. Set it up on the beach in the sun if that's a, if that's a place that you can go. But I, but I got to tell you, it was nice. Uh you know, and you don't need to have an enclosure. You could use a, a tarp, a little sill tarp, and and uh, or you could put on one of those loincloths and walk around. There the you public go. And you could. Your yeah. ass is all over the place, yep. and nobody can say anything because hey, it's it's in public. It's a reenactment. It's a reenactment. Yep. Yeah. Actually, I was seriously thinking about just dropping trowel out there and going swimming a few minutes ago. Well, I did that. Kathy <laughs> said, "Go ahead. No one will care." Yeah, honestly. I said, "Well, my white ass might." Scare everybody off. <laughs> They'd be like, uh, "There she blows." <laughs> it's <laughs> like like a snow hill. Well, you know what? It's like uh, <laughs> it's like the difference from out out there to in here. There must be 15 degrees difference in temperature. Yeah. When you're sitting on the beach, it's it's quite a bit warmer. When we were, when we got up this morning, I don't know. I didn't check the temperature. Anybody check the uh, temperature? It's probably 50ish. <clears throat> out there, it was probably 65. Yeah. You know, so the minute we went out there, it was like, oh, this is a lot warmer. Well, so this morning I was—I saw you guys out there, and I'm like, well, why aren't I out there? 
And then I'm like, well, because I don't want the sun exposure. Mm-hmm. So then I think next year the the big goal is going to be to erect some uh, tarps for shade. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, still do the woods thing, but then also have the option of going out and being in the shade yeah. on the beach. Because there's less bugs yeah. and there's more breeze, you know. So this is actually such an ideal place. It's not even funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this reminds me of, of, um. Being on the hill at PWIP back in the beginning, before there was any improvements to the land. Yeah, there's lots of snakes here. Lots of snakes. Yeah, you got to stay away. Yeah. You know. If you're afraid of snakes, probably not the place. But, but the, uh, but the, and then add the lake. I mean, add the lake water, which is, um, you know, everybody's been using uh, that little MSR filter and filling up their Nalgene bottles. Yeah, which has been uh, um, kind of a handy piece of of kit to have. Well, the the filter gets the you know icky sticky particulates out. Right. But like that's so clean of water that I I didn't even bother. Well, and you literally that that water you you yeah. could easily boil it and it would be fine. There's not I mean there's no there's nothing in it. Yeah. I mean there's not you. Run a. I mean, you might get an occasional piece of seaweed or or some something from the bottom stirring up, but but for the most part, it's, it's the water's pretty clear, yeah. pretty clean. But I would still recommend filtering it somehow or boiling yeah. it. I mean, there's no. Well, it, it doesn't take that much effort, and and it's the kind of water that doesn't plug your filter up. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's the one thing that, uh, like when you're canoeing up here, those those types of filters work real well for canoeing or. Or kayaking when you're in this pristine type water that that is uh, you f- you feel like you re- just want to drink right out of just reach a cup full and drink. Although I've been diving in this water for 30 years and I've never gotten sick from it. Yeah. You know, and then and you get water in your mouth all the time when you're diving. Well, I I took uh, I always do the tablets mm-hmm. and uh, I I I spend probably three to four months a year drinking. Way worse water than this. Yeah. I don't. I don't get sick except in Utah. Did you do the tablets in here? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I, I put tablets in. Um. Yeah. So pretty we, pretty big successful. The the axe throwing contest was was fun. You guys yeah. played euchre yesterday. That was euchre tournament. All kinds. That of was stuff. kind of that was bushcrafting one on one right there. Yeah, I know. I Only think everybody got their got their bushcraft basic badge here. I would say, yeah. I'd, I'd say they're certified. Yeah. Oh, last night, um, speaking of which, we, we have a uh, intermediate badge to hand out to uh, young Brian for bushcrafting up a fully functional uh, Burtonsville rig. Actually, it looked nicer than the one we made, too. Yeah, it was, it video. was pro. It was all, it was, it was nicely finished. Yep, it was pro. Yep, he, he went out of his way and uh, actually made a pot of coffee on it, so we know it works. Mm-hmm. So that gets an intermediate bushcraft uh, basic uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> man scout badge. Yeah. Oh, oh, we can't say bushcraft, so what do we call it? Crafting bush badge. Yeah, yeah, okay. So intermediate level badge for that. Let's see. How about, a, how about, we, how we, why can't we call it like... GW Bush craft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because about half the country is going to hate you. <laughs> but uh, or GH Bush craft. Yeah. 
Reagan. Or how about Bush Beancraft? <laughs> yeah, Bush Beancraft. <laughs> Actually, you could probably get away with that. Or Fartcraft. Fartcraft. <laughs> Fartcraft. Well, I'm I'm trying to think. What else do we have to say? We had a nice. We had a beautiful fire last night. Yeah. We we polished off a uh, the lion's share of a bottle of scotch, which we're gonna we're gonna approach uh, a single malt scotch company to see if they want to if they want to sponsor us. Yeah. Because that is definitely the the drink of of real outdoorsmen. Yeah, if you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't drink a lot of it. Yeah, I had a, a sip. I got to drive all day today. I think the plan is to try to get down because um, it's Sunday. I'm going to try to get just past Chicago and then stay overnight there and then drive home the rest of the way on uh, Monday. But so we'll, you're going to get a Chicago pizza? Uh, we might if we if you know it depends on how far out of Chicago pa- we get. Paisanos. Who makes the best Chicago pizza? That's no. a suburb pizza, though. No, it's not. No. Yes, it's it is. Is it is a deep city. dish? It's 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 good. Is it um, a deep dish? Yeah, it's Those good. Are fighting words, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so we can I, have. I'm, like, a, I'm allowed to have an opinion because I was born in Chicago. <laughs> you are allowed to have an okay. opinion, but you're just wrong. No, it's a suburb pizza. There are no Lou Malnati's in the city. <laughs> there is one. It's new. It's down. What's it called? Luminati's? Lou Malnati's. Lou and, Mal? and it's great pizza. There I'm not knocking it, but is is uh. Is it is it better than Paisano's? I don't know Paisano's. Is that Pasquale's? What, no. Hey, Jeff, what was the pizza place that we went to? You probably went to Giordano's. No. Well, oh. I've been there. Yeah, that's that's a different there. style, but it's very good. Been I mean, there. There's been no best. How do you say there's a best? They're just there's the uh, there's just the kind that you like the best. Yeah. And pizza's like that. Isn't it funny how pizza polarizes? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like the it's like the um, it's like the Israel of the food world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know that I want to go too much out. more down on but, that route because I don't want to get blown up. But, uh, but <laughs> no, but the uh, uh, we went to a place and I can't remember. Was it? Is there a Pasquale's? There's something similar to that. Or I don't think it's Paisano's. We're in Lincoln Park. I think I know what you're talking about. There's it was my pie. pie. My pie is no, in, no. Is it was in a, oh, it was an Italian name. Pizza, I think Pizza Palazzo or something is in. No, Kath, help me out here. We were pretty drunk. <laughs> okay, well, my my. That was when we saw Riverdance. I don't have a favorite. I like a bunch of them for different reasons. So, my, I like Geno's because it's got a yellow crust. I like. That's corn. Um, that's a corn crust. No, it's, it's not. There's no corn. It's cornmeal in the base. Uh, they put it in the pan, yeah. but the crust itself is right. yellow well, because it, they add corn. Which one has corn. like the yellow? What's Absolutely, positively, what's watch my video. What's no, that? I believe yeah. you. I didn't know that. No, it is. It's, it's got what? It's got yellow food coloring in it. Really? Yes. I, 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 I spent four years going there once a week, bribing waiters and so- finding all of their sources in the city, digging through their garbage. I can make Gino's pizza, and you will not be able to tell the difference. Oh, it'll be white? No, yellow. <laughs> okay. Any uh, next time I come up, I'll make it. What? What? Uh, I can't remember. What I thought that there was a there was a uh, a deep dish pizza that had like a corn crust. That's Gino's. It's not corn though. 
It it really is not corn. I think it would fool most people, though. It, it fools most corn. people. Because, because if there's the crumbly corn on the outside of it when they're cooking it, and then... Uno's well, is really good, too. It's uh, Uno's. Uno's I like. Yep. My dad prefers Douay's. I like Giordano's sometimes, not all the times. I like My Pie up on Clark Street. See, uh, My Pie would be... that. I would look at My Pie, and I would be like, oh, that's a new... That's it a is, new bowl it is, it's, well, <laughs> well, the interesting thing about my pie is it's directly across the street from where the St. Valentine's Day massacre happened. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yep, and you would never know that. and It's not advertised, but if you look at the address on Clark Street, it's it's right across the street, only the, the original garage is not there anymore. Do they do a pizza pot pie there? Yeah, that's what it is. It's like a oh, pot pie. Um, I've heard of that. Place. Yeah, my yeah. pie. And the they crust is... the name, but that place has been there for 50 years. Yeah, it's it's an older place. And they it's call an it, and, it, and it's my pie is the name. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It, See, I, I would, it, when I listen, I think that that of a, I, a yuppie place. When I think of, when I hear a, a, a name like my pie or, or uh, that just reminds me of a yuppie, which would be the new hipster. Well, it, it's it's just I I like different things for different reasons, you know. I like Malnati's because their crust is a little bit crispier, it's thinner, and I can actually I I, I like it enough that I spent Buttery. years figuring it out. Yeah. So I can make a Malnati's too. You know and you're gonna have to share that recipe now. Yeah. Anytime. Better. Yeah, I will. Okay. You can this you can uh, I have a Gino's video up though that okay. explains everything, like how to do every every step of the way. Is that is that a deep dish? Where it yeah, goes up yeah. the sides and you fill yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, you you have, have to pink crust too. Yeah, yeah, th- but uh, I actually I actually bought a p- deep dish pan from Gino's. I bribed a waiter. I have one of their servers. Uh, I have a um. I usually get like we can get Pizza Uno, and a lot of times if we're driving by that place, we'll get an uncooked one and then cook it. Yeah, which is pretty good. And you can now get that in our in our little yeah. our little hipster deli. Well, it's got, uh, the the pizzeria Uno that you get um, outside of the actual pizzeria is, is a li- pizzeria Uno in Chicago is a little bit different, yeah. but it's it's very good approximation. Is it it is not related? It is, but it's not the same. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. Yeah. Even Malnati's, if you yeah, get it like frozen, it's not the same. Chain thing that's yeah. Uno. Yeah. 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 Like it's Chicago. Uno pizza or whatever, Chicago whatever, that's not the same as eating at Uno's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's that? Candy? Oh, my God. That's bushcraft food right there. Yeah. Oh, we're not supposed to say that. Yeah. uh, Let's see. What else do we know? Um, The three-pound event. The three pound pound cake. Oh, did you go to the bathroom? No. Oh. Brian. <laughs> Brian ate the whole three pound pound cake? Yeah. Ate oh the whole thing. I didn't even get a bite of that. Is there any of that left? It's over there. Yeah. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to taste that. Yeah. So what happens is it settles in your stomach and turns into a three pound. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> three pound what? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so what's what's next on the schedule for you? Uh, you know, back to work Monday. Yeah, me too. Well, Tuesday. We missed uh, we missed the loincloth uh, episode or the loincloth show at the in Mackinac. Yeah, that's it, as it turns out. That's this <laughs> or weekend. the mud flap, as uh, as trade says. Yeah, the, mud, the, the mud, mud flap. The butt flap. The butt flap. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, and they have they had some really cool stuff there because they had like a little trading flea marketplace. Mm-hmm. You bought that one magnetic knife that's like priceless now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bought a I bought a knife uh, for what did I pay? Fourteen bucks. Less than that. Ten bucks. Yeah, because if you didn't buy it, I was going to buy it and, uh, pretty cheap. And I looked at it, and I didn't recognize. It had a maker's name on it, and I didn't recognize the maker's name. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so I bought it, and it's a freaking cool knife. It's got a rare earth magnet in it as a lock, and it's real like a gentleman, really a, truly a gentleman's holder, because it doesn't lock open except this little magnet holds it open. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it's got rosewood handles, rosewood scales on it. It's a worn cliff blade. It's it's a real sexy looking knife, and uh, so I brought it up. To Mike and I was showing it to him, and uh, he looked it up, and he's like a five hundred dollar folding knife. The guy died what like two thousand four, two thousand five, or something like that. Yeah. But they're the ones that you find online are are um, are like five hundred bucks now. Uh, <laughs> so I was all like, yeah. yeah. It's like one of the only times I bought something like that at a, you know, it's like guys will trip into a yard sale and they find a. a a Skagel, or a set of Skagel salesman set for you know one hundred forty nine dollars, one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. And they buy five five knives. Yeah. The uh, similar story, uh, similar but unrelated. My when I was a kid, my dad used and I used to go out west and do rock hunting. Mm-hmm. And uh, also stop in knife stores. Mm -hmm. Back then, like, every little Wild West town had a knife store that you could stop in and then a rock shop. And then we'd go up into the wilderness looking for crap. Well, my dad caught wind of a story that uh, some kid was with his dad, and some kid picked up a a rock in a rock shop for, like, a dollar. And it ended up being the largest star sapphire ever found <laughs> but it was uncut and my dad was pissed at me for like not not having that. having had that success <laughs> yet at the age of what six yeah <laughs> so, it happens yeah yeah it happens you go up in the up you can find chunks of copper like that I big, suppose. big yeah. chunks of copper that are i think uh around marquette there's like the largest the largest natural piece of copper Okay. That was exposed, and it's it's just like sitting there. It's like the size of your car. Wow. It's a big block. I'm, I'm surprised, surprised some people the, just hacksaw I'm, pieces off. It. I'm surprised the scrap thieves haven't yeah. like taken it. <laughs> I, I don't think they can lift it. I think it's so big they can't move it. That so probably it's, wouldn't it's stop It's huge. Them. It's big. Like, You'd have to hacksaw pieces off of it. They probably would, jerk-offs. Well, at least some, sometimes they get electrocuted. At least we got that going for us. Yeah. Like when they try to take wire out of a live transformer yeah <laughs> my uh my neighbor's a power guy so he tells me all about it uh but anytime the power goes out in our neighborhood it's a lot of times it's right before you get to a transformer there's like a heavy duty super fuse mm-hmm. and it, it'll trip um to protect the transformer but all you have to do to put the power back on is go out with a long pole and push that push on the bottom of that fuse and so We'll go out and quick do that real quick, and uh, we'll have power back on like right away. But he um, does it. Yeah, he. D- I'm not touching it. I'll get blowed up. Yeah, that's. Uh, but I go out and help him. Yeah. Anybody yeah. want to try that? They just use a big long boat hook. 
Yeah, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> I, I'm not recommending that you do that ever. No, uh, neither am I. That yeah. was that was a tongue-in-cheek Jim comment. Was joking. I was joking. If you want to die, yeah. go out and do that. Aluminum works the best. <laughs> but seriously, don't do that. Uh, let's see. What else do we know? You know the gloves that they wear have to be certified. Oh, I'm and sure. A, and a little yeah. bitty pinhole in that. And if they happen to get in contact, yeah, a little pinhole, the electricity will go right through that little pinhole. Well, if you have, um, in surgery, you know, we use electric cautery. And if there's a hole in your glove and your hand is in, and there's any kind of uh, exposure between your hand and the... You'll feel it. Yeah, you get shocked. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, uh, I've had some gloves with some defects that um, you, you find out. Mm-hmm. You learn about that shit. Google it. Google that shit. Yeah. How come there are flies here? Uh, I didn't notice that. Kathy said something about them last night. There are a few here. I saw a few flies. They're, they were worse out by the water. There's a marsh out there, and that's probably where the mosquitoes are coming from. Uh, what else do we know? Anything else? <clears throat> Packing up. Uh, Trade had a nice jacket. Oh, yeah. So, listen... So we've been having this discussion kind of off and on all weekend about mountaineering gear and how because the requirements are so crazy and because you can actually die Mm -hmm. as the weather changes and also you need really, really lightweight stuff that does the ticket. But that's living where I live too. Yeah, but like (laughs) imagine imagine doing that with no possibility of going into a house at all. And uh, so it's the same thing, you know, when they do, I'm not talking about when you go to, like, the climbing wall. I'm talking about when you go on a big mountain with a glacier Mm -hmm. and cross the glacier and then summit, and it takes you, like, four days to do that, Mm -hmm. like a big mountain. Uh, Those guys, they have to have, like, shit pot awesome gear. And so, uh, trade. How did they do it 30 years ago? Forty years ago, those they, people must have just, been just the baddest ass people in the no, world. No, they just they, it Wearing just limited coats and shit. Well, it just limited what they were going to do, <laughs> you know, because they, the, they wore sheepskin pants and well, wool, lots of wool. But yeah. they, I think that the deal is, is that it as more gear becomes available, the reason they the reason they flock right to it is because it opens up some possibilities that really weren't open to them before. Yeah, I think the greatest generation were probably way more badass than we are. They could they could sport that. That kind of heavy stuff, we can't do that. Yeah, but they weren't like summiting Everest and doing all this crazy shit. Uh, with it. Excuse me, when did uh, when was Everest summited? In the fifties. What? Well, had, it might have been freaking that actually. Silt tarps and shit in the fifties. No, with Sherpas. They used freaking cam- canvas. With, with Sherpas, though. That's all right. And what yeah. do those guys wear? They well, those guys what, are those are the baddest those are the individuals baddest. that walk the face yeah. of the earth. Yeah, if you're a Sherpa, you're a badass. Yeah. But you, your life expectancy is like two weeks. Yeah. But, They're um, expendable, though. There's always one to step in this place. So anyway, Tradewater shows up with a mountain hardware uh, puffy jacket. And uh, I have a... Now, did you call it a puppy? Puffy. 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 Okay, puffy. puffy. I was well, like so a puppy jacket. I've never heard of a puppy it's jacket. A, it's, basically, it's basically a real super lightweight but super awesome insulating layer with a... With a uh, like a, and it, what would you call the outer? Nylon. But it's not Silk like, heart. it's not like your crazy thick, like. Pertex. What is it called? Pertex. Pertex. So it's, it's a, it's a nylon fabric, but it's super duper yeah. thin. And so you can scrunch up this thing 
this big, huge, full-size jacket into a cup. You know who? Literally. You know who makes a lot of stuff like that is Snug Pack. Okay, Snug Pack. They, I think, they were the ones that actually perfected that shit because the military was using it. Uh, the British military was using it quite a bit because, yeah. the, like, their snipers and stuff will be given that stuff because you're a lot of times you can be laying somewhere for days and you have to carry um, you have to carry uh, you know everything with you and so they would carry those little little bitty dinky like pants and and a jacket that's that's that material and they're lo- and they they squash up into nothing yeah <clears throat> that but my uh, I have one and uh, I it's a rab r-a-b and uh, people can look that up. It's not as expensive as a lot of the other ones, but it's every bit as good a quality. Um, mine is bright green <laughs> with a bright green hoodie that goes up. And that's my favorite puffy. Um, but, uh, yeah, just every everything that they're using up there is just way... It's I was pretty shocked, and I'm a, I'm a pretty big gear head. But but as soon as I got kind of into that world and saw what they're doing, it's like crazy. Um, what else do we know? Nothing. Had breakfast on the beach today called Beach Crafting. Yeah. That's trademarked, by the way, by us. So you guys can suck it! Uh, yeah, I scrambled a dozen eggs. Yeah. And had oatmeal and with bananas in it. It was pretty awesome. With the uh, ham that is like bomb-ass Canadian bacon style. But, uh, well, you know what? It's 9.30, yeah. 9, 9.40. Probably time to pack up, eh? Time to get some stuff together. And, uh, You've got to make a phone call first, Make right? a phone call. And then, um, worst case scenario, we got to explore the island for a couple hours. Yeah, that'll work. I probably got to haul people if, I, if, uh, if we can't make a boat. We'll help haul people over there, whoever's going at making the 1 o'clock boat. Okay, so vehicle suggestion. If you decide to come out here, um, if you can get one of those le- uh, on-road, off-road motorcycles with uh, with uh, some bags, some panniers on it. Uh, Something that doesn't make a lot of noise. Yeah, no, not, none get of this it ne- 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 Yeah, get none it of that shit. None of that shit. Like, actually, uh, Jared and I saw... Because those people perfect. will get shot here. Jared and I saw the perfect bike um, crossing the Upper Peninsula. It was a, uh, is a BMW. What it was it? F400. F400. Um, that's that's probably the perfect bike. Yeah. For for. Yeah, because because the the roads here are sandy. Yeah. There's a lot of sandy and transitional type roads where you go from sandy to yeah, rock. Yeah, you're sandy you're not rock. bringing your car out here, dude. <coughs> You gotta have something with four wheel drive to do a lot of the stuff that we bicycle, do. fat tire bicycle would be fun. Yeah, mountain bike, mountain bike. You know, if you don't want to mess with any of that, just bring a mountain bike. Uh, you can get panniers for a mountain bike too, if you wanted to bike out here. My my, I want to apologize to uh, uh, to to my thinking that my judgment of distance is a lot <laughs> is a lot to be desired on this trip. Uh, we're probably seven miles from the ferry, I'm thinking. Yeah, which is a doable hike, but why? Yeah, and yeah. it's, and it's, um, and the lighthouse that I was thinking of, we went off a certain way and it ended up being about seven miles to the, to that. Yeah. It was 
seven miles past where we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe it was ten miles <laughs> it's, and 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 while it was and to make matters worse when we got out there it was private property <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so we had to uh um walk around the outside of the property which yeah. and i felt bad i mean because it is pretty incredible out there i mean it's beautiful <laughs> and you could you could probably do a pretty good mountain bike trip out there yeah and, yeah and spend spend an afternoon mountain biking out there or fat tire biking that's like the latest thing have you seen those yeah fat they're tire too, too freaking heavy for me <laughs> they look it, badass though yeah it's not for me though i put a little motor on it my one of my partners uh, sells bikes with motors on them. Really? Yeah. Little little electric motors. Yeah. Because well, the this this story is is that particular practice location for me is at Okaboji, and so uh, there's a Highway 71 goes right through town. What is that? So he's got a thermarest uh, seat. He pad. was just rolling up a. Not to interrupt your story. Hold that thought. I want one of these. Thermarest butt pad? Yes. I want one of these. Nice. Yeah, I want one of these. Yeah. My my recommendation for a sleeping pad, by the way, is the the uh, Thermarest Neo Air. And mine is the extra large one, uh, which you want, and it's like bright green it's I have some sexy we have the two I don't remember which ones I have but I have I have one that I that I was given to go when I went overseas and then uh, and then Kathy's got another lightweight one that's really sweet I like this this is show that to her that would be that would be that would be perfect for the top of anything when you could bushcraft a log put that on the top of it so your tushka doesn't get yeah. yeah, doesn't get doesn't get bushcraft slivers in it. Yeah. I like that. Well, so okay, I'm sorry. So anyway, um, Highway uh, 71 goes right through downtown, and uh, it's the road that all the tourists use. And there's businesses along there. Well, this one restaurant burnt down, and it just so happens that the owners of that restaurant have had five other restaurants burned down. Hmm. Wonder what's going on there. Hmm. But anyway, so that burnt down. And uh, you can't have signage along that road unless you have a business there. So my partner approached him and said, hey, like, can we put a sign here? He's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, my place burned down. Yeah, so I'm all, knock I, yourself out. So I he got put, my insurance money. He puts a sign up, and then uh, the city says, well, you can't have that sign there because you don't have a business. So he went to Home Depot and bought a little shed <laughs> and put it there and just set up a T-shirt stand with hours one hour a week. <laughs> but now he's got uh, and he has some hires has one of his office girls go out and man it for an hour uh, and then uh, the uh, now he's selling electric bikes out of there because they said it wasn't substantial enough or something so it's like well I sell electric bikes it's a bike shop <laughs> so he's got uh, has he got the kind of bikes that you charge yeah when yeah. you're riding it and yeah, then it's it, like the Prius of the bike world and so there's this big huge like bike ride thing that registers annual great bike ride across Iowa that I went on I went on 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 and it's a, a bike ride across the entire state 
but now it's like 40,000 people go on it. When I was on it, it was like, you know, 7,000. See, we live up here, living up here, we have all these knuckleheads from the city that come up here and ride up. They think they own the roads and shit. We feel like running them over all the time. <laughs> it's really, really harsh, but it's... We have every weekend. We have some kind of a bike event where yeah. like ten thousand city dwellers come up here and decide that they own the roads. They don't have to pay taxes on it or nothing. You know, they just drive <laughs> down the center of the roads and shit. Another topic entirely. Yes. But uh, the okay, so anyway, so he's on little, he's right. on Ragbri. He he brings his electric bike on Ragbri and he got all kinds of hate and it was awesome. It's like it's like if you show up with like. I don't know, a non-Mora knife to a bushcraft <laughs> gathering. You're See, just, that's the same thing. You're going to have all kinds of chimp screams. Yeah. And like was that. he wearing the tight pants with the little freaking no, butt No, like, he wore like jeans. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and, that's and they're like, I bet you so, didn't even wear a bike helmet, did you? Yeah, no, God, no. He, so they have their own, like, boots with the fur thing, only it's for bikes, you know. <laughs> You gotta have the fifteen fucking thousand dollar bike. They look like they they look like wrestlers. They look like the like remember back in high school the wrestling uniforms. Yeah, that's what they wear. Yeah, with with pads on their ass though. Yeah, yeah. Because they can't like if they took the same amount of pad that was on their ass and put it on their seat, they could wear anything. Yeah, but they but they have like this little minuscule skeletonized seat. Yeah, that, so that their bike is an ounce less. Yeah, Meanwhile, it, they're like, you know, it's like, dude, if you would fucking back up from the table a little bit, you wouldn't have to spend fifteen fucking thousand extra dollars to use one pound of of bike. But but they just but they have that extra ounce or whatever the hell it is in yeah. their ass. Yeah, on their little on their, ass, yeah, on their yeah. little. On their little tights. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think that's funny. Yeah, I've I've actually been at, at different points in my life a fairly serious biker. Did you have a pad on your ass like that? Uh, no, I I always. Like refused. A, uh, okay, are you gonna keep going down that so I have to edit out more? Or, no, you okay. leave that in. Well, anyway, so um. Are you telling me that that? Uh, let me know when you're ready to restart the podcast. <laughs> I can't help it. Are you ready to go or yes, not? You leave that on. I'm not. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I always resisted bike shorts, um, but uh, why would that have been? I I I don't like having like the tight on pants butt? on. Like I just don't like tight pants. Like what can I say? I'm gonna get a pair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the same reason I don't wear a fucking speedo. I'm gonna uh, like, I'm gonna I'm going to uh, I'm gonna get. A pair of those to, and wear it next year here. Yeah, you should, actually. <laughs> we should show up with, like, crazy, like, European-looking swimsuits and stuff. <coughs> Have our butt uh, all over the place. Bleached. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <they laughs> okay, anyway. Get at that. <laughs> yeah, I got to take that out anyway. So, uh, let's see. What's next on the uh, agenda here? Pack up. Yep. Oh, I know something. Um, so the uh, Bark River uh, Classic Light Hunter uh, was a big enough hit at this okay. that some people were uh, looking uh, looking online to see if it's available. It's not available and it's not in the production schedule. All right. So I'll see what I can do. Yeah, we should we should try to see if we can't uh, make a recommendation that that comes out again. That might be a nice podcast night. Fixed blade. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe we could have him do a, a fixed blade run of uh, that knife. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we we still need to figure out the slip joint. And after this weekend, like I'm gonna make a. Mm-hmm. I mean the 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 case back pocket pattern with the lanyard hole mm-hmm. is not a bad way to go. You could even make it smaller if you, you know don't what's want it funny? that big. Kathy's been going crazy over that little stupid red knife. Yeah, that thing is nice. She for some reason really likes that, and she's taken to that quite a bit. And I don't yeah. know what it is about it, but yeah, if it's which, the, which one? That little that little red handled uh, twenty dollar lockback thing. Have you seen that one? Oh yeah, that's nice. That rubber coated handle. I mean, pretty nice for just like a kitchen kit. Easy to lock and unlock. Mm-hmm. With the rubber over the top. Mm-hmm. But I think there's. Oh, what about that other English Jack thing, teardrop Jack? Yeah, thing that you they're had? all good. Yeah, no, the the teardrop. So we'll, we should talk about that on the next podcast. Yeah. I did make a couple of unusual purchases at Jim's Hardware Store that would be good to talk about. Yeah, and I'll Instagram some photos and stuff. But uh, yeah, because that's a that's a pretty cool knife. I like that. But like for bumming around in the woods, oh, I yeah. tell you what, like I only really used a knife like three times and it was to open like a package and to cut an English muffin. Really? You didn't use the knife the whole... I used all different kinds of knives. Well, I... Yeah, but I, that was me wasting time. <laughs> like, I used knives the whole weekend, but it was like doing mm-hmm. stuff that I didn't have to do. The only things I needed a knife for were to slice that English muffin and look at how perfect that blade length is yep. for that and shape and to open yep, a package. That's, that's nice. And then, you know, with the lanyard hole, you just tie a little zinget through there, yep. loop it through there, and, and uh, you can loop it through your belt, or you can hang it around your neck if you want. I'd make a... I mean, that's a... for If you just want a slip joint to bring out in the woods and use it as your woods knife, I say that's a pretty good good knife after you spent using it for a weekend. Yeah. I'm fond of it anyway. And that and that one was not CV. That was... No, stainless. yeah, that's, that's the stainless. I didn't. They didn't have a CV in the shop. They do have two carbon-handled ones. Um, I, I won't be going back that way. Otherwise, I would stop and buy one of those carbon fiber handle ones. It's a little bit lighter, and it makes you look like you're tactical and stuff, which means that, of course, you're special ops, which, of course, means you're a badass. Hmm. So. Oh, yeah, they are. Sweet. So uh, we have... Uh, uh, listener input that you can get the back pocket in CV, which would be the way that that would be my choice. CV with um, I like the bone handle, but uh, the, there's carbon fiber too, which would be badass. So, got anything else? Did I say anything yesterday about the tree frog? Oh, that it? No, you didn't tell that story yet. Night before last, <coughs> I had to get up and take a leak, which is kind of unusual because I usually do not wake up in the middle of the night. So it's like three o'clock in the morning, and I must have drank an excessive amount of water or something. So I get up to take a take a leak, and as I'm I'm uh, I'm kneeling in front of the tent, zipping it down, and I had a I had something like jump on my leg. And I was like, "What the heck?" And I and I. Uh, Grabbed my flashlight, I turned it on, and it's like there's a little tree frog crawling up my leg. And I was like, oh, okay, let's uh, not have this. And I just kind of flicked him off. And uh, so I reached over to get the zipper on, and he jumped right back on. I was like, what the heck? 
And also it was maybe I was warm or something to him, and he was he was must have been chilly or something. Wanted to get warmed up, and he followed my warm body, and he wanted <laughs> to snuggle. <laughs> and finally, I said, "Okay, enough of that. You're going for a ride." And I just kind of grabbed him and I gave him a pretty good chuck so that he's was away from me. But I thought it was kind of an unusual find. Was amongst all the snakes, there was a tree frog. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's been this Arctic toad that's been croaking around camp. You know, because of all the global warming that Al Gore talks about, like it's been forced south. I'm starting a lawsuit from the Arctic Circle to the you know Upper Peninsula area of Michigan. Yeah, he was on a on he, that was some of those have been on uh, those big icebergs that have been broke loose and floated down through. Yeah, and they that's how they got here because like the glaciers are going away. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, if you actually try to go there, you're probably going to get fucking stuck in the ice. Yeah. Like those assholes that went to the <laughs> South Pole and like going to show us all how the world is like Yeah, and even the biggest icebreakers in the world couldn't get to them. Yeah, and, and meanwhile, guess who's on the hook for that fucking pay thing? We are. We are. We are paying for that. So screw you, global warmingists. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to expel some flatus so that I can change you know, a little bit of methane gas going up. Warm the world up. Warm the world up. Okay, so here's an interesting question. If the world is warming, what's the temperature supposed to be? Nobody knows. Nobody so can tell normal? you. What's no, normal? No, nobody can tell you. What's normal? Nobody can tell you. I honestly think that the, at some point in time we had a we had a polar shift. How the hell are they going to stop that? A big lever? <laughs> Well, you know how it is. Archimedes screw? What, how are you going to stop that from going? <laughs> you can use Archimedes screw and move half the water to the other side of the planet so we go right, go upright. Yeah. Change you know, the ballast. I'm the sure Earth. it'll be. It'll. I'm sure it'll <coughs> be because of something we did. You, you know, know what's going to happen? Oh yeah. You know what's going to happen? The polar caps are going to melt. The Earth's going to shift, and new polar caps are going to form in over over New York City. Yeah. Which, you know, actually, my preferred place. Would be over Hollywood, Hollywood, like that a would giant, be awesome. like fifteen thousand feet of ice yeah. over the top of Hollywood. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Polar shift, Hollywood becomes the new North Pole. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 people spend like spend like <coughs> years trying to get there, and they don't even know Hollywood was there. Like, you know, and like people, they, they, they dig down, and it's like they do those corings. They're like. All of a sudden, they find the Hollywood sign. Yeah, and because it's California, they're like, there's marijuana here. Yeah. Oh, my God, and crack. And there's stupid the people stuck in the ice. Awesome. <laughs> be like the be like Pompeii. Yeah. <laughs> they would pour molds, and it's like everybody would be in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> frozen, mummi- frozen mummies. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah, sorry, guys. We didn't mean any of that. We're yeah, joking. Not. So get a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> you might you might enjoy life more. The polar shift. Well, if, I wish people would just see this for what it is. It's like just a reason to to control you. Oh, don't say that. It is. I mean, you're not. I mean, I'm not. See that. I'm not. I'm not one that likes to shit up the environment. No. But, well, like, and, and, and that's what we're getting blamed for. That's what we're getting called because we because we don't believe their their uh, their crap. Uh, all of a sudden, we're, uh, you know, we, that's all we want to do is pollute everything, and we want to destroy the earth and all this shit. And uh, Straw man argument. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I don't know much else. Nope. Um, we got to get on Derek about a 
Yeah, well, I gotta, I gotta get with him and and knife ship free people. Yeah, and and uh, I got an email from him the other day, and he said he's so busy with the additional business from the podcast podcast support that he hasn't had time to record another spot yet. Oh, that's good. I was like, dude, really? He's like, I can't believe it. So good. Yeah. So uh, keep that up. Yeah, guys, buy your buy your stuff from there. They, he has all the stuff you want. Why not buy really? it from a friendly guy? Really, and not pay shipping. Really, because he ships free. It's like it's in the name. Yeah, yeah. Knife ship free. Yeah. All right. Well, I literally have nothing else. No, let's sign off, and uh, I got to get cleaning up because I see my wife is uh, is cleaning stuff. Okay. And I want to help her. All right, and I know someone husband. that's going to be taking down a hammock and packing that up real sexy. And when it's time to uh, take the, the ridge line down, I'll show you the trick. And it's once a sharp you, knife. Yeah, well, when, when you get it down off of there, I'll show you how to fold that up so you never, ever have a tangle. But uh, anyway. Knife, right? <sighs> it, well, then, then you can't forget to burn the ends, right? Yeah, you got to burn the ends. Yep. Whip the ends. Yeah. Okay, well, I got nothing else. All right, talk to you soon. What, what are they supposed to do? Is this the end of it? This is it. We're not going to do another segment? Well, I don't know when we're going to do it. Okay. So, like us on Facebook. Um, send your emails to podcast at knifejournal.com. Come to the website. We have forums there, uh, knifejournal.com. And um, keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper. And I didn't even have my computer. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.